You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. The Dryden Hunt era is over. Let's all pour one out for the former Toronto Maple Leaf, who's been traded to Calgary for forward Radham Zoharna. 26-year-old Zoharna has skated in eight games with Calgary. Meanwhile, though, you put him on the Calgary Wranglers, and this dude lights it up. 29 points in 40 games. Joining us now to talk all things Zorna, it is Josh Poulos from Covers.com. Josh, thank you so much for joining the show today. Matty Kosh, you're, you're a breath of fresh air on deadline day. Let me tell you that. By the way, I've just been told, did I just call it, thank you, I think I just called you Poulos, our, one of our other producers, Josh Ingalls from Covers.com. Um, yeah, well, I wish we could do that again, but this is live. Onwards yeah. onwards and upwards. Um, compliment still stands, Matty. Yeah. <laughs> Any, um... Before we get in, in tonight's slate of games and why we all need to bet Connor McDavid to score two goals, uh, any thoughts from the from trade deadline, either today or the last bunch of days, in terms of just any um, pendulum swings for you in terms of from a betting perspective? I don't know. Patrick Brown just got traded from Philadelphia to Ottawa. What? So I, might unload, I know. I might uh, go, go hard on the Ottawa futures. I think, I think it's funny. When we start to talk about it, when things like this become such public knowledge and we put it into our handicap as much as we do, it usually goes the other way. Like, we look at what was yesterday. Yesterday was the Ottawa Rangers game. They wait for Patrick Kane to come back, Madison Square Garden, and guess what? Ottawa shows up. I thought Florida was a layup last night, an absolute layup. Nashville has gutted that team. You probably can't even name four people on the top six line there. And, uh, yeah, 2-1. I, 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 it's really hard to handicap, and it's to a point where maybe you shouldn't overanalyze things, and that's sometimes what we do when we look into these things. At the end of the day, it is hockey, and it's one of the highest variant sports to bet on. Oh, yeah. like To me, I'm looking at tonight, I'm like, ah, I'll take Edmonton, Carolina's taking on Arizona, Montreal's taking on Anaheim. Oh, you know, ooh, actually, that one I'll stay away from. But I'll take, like, Carolina and Edmonton and, you know, try to parlay that. But you're right. That, that, you know what's funny, though? You say about how the high variance, and that so makes sense in the playoffs. The Boston Bruins should be, you know, their favor to win the cup. They should almost be at, like, plus 100 or maybe minus 110. If this was the NBA and a basketball team was having the kind of season the Bruins are having, they'd be, like, minus 150 to win the NBA championship. But because of high variance, the Bruins are still only, you know, like, plus um, uh, 420 or something like that. Yeah, it's exactly the cause, and that's why you see way shorter odds in lopsided basketball games than you do uh, what we see this year. I think the Leafs game, uh, Chicago, I think it got to like minus 500, and that's as far as you get, just because it is a hockey game. It's a game of bounces. A game can finish 2-1, but that's why I know you guys hate it, but like that's why I think expected goals means more in a sport like hockey because looking at the box score possibly or just looking at final scores – does, isn't really indicative of how the game is played. And it can, in that situation, can lend some value to betters uh, in situations like, I don't know, like the New Jersey game versus Vegas. That's yeah. almost, almost uh, is might hit six and a half, which is pretty crazy to think about in a game uh, in Vegas. But New Jersey, I mean, they got to play uh, Justice Anunin, 
the other day in Colorado in that track meet. They had their own goalie pulled, and then they got a 7 nothing win versus Philadelphia. So uh, I think the goalies in those games have like a 74 save percentage. So people just looking at those games and recent New Jersey results probably looking, and that's the reason why they're pushing the over here. But uh, if you actually look at the numbers, it's it's – High variance and unprobable, or sorry, uh, unsustainable things for sure. Yeah, I was looking at that uh, the Devils Vegas game. It's uh, right now. I got it six goals at minus one eighteen, and you know Timo Myers there now. Dawson Mercer, all the issues in net for for Vegas. You're you're right, Josh. I, in my brain, I'm thinking bet the over, and this is easy money. Yeah, Meyer probably still likely out. Uh, oh. Aiden Hill has been abs- has been absolutely fantastic. He's five and one with a one point nine zero goals against average uh, over his last six games. So take the even under. Though they brought in, yeah, exactly. Even though they brought in Jonathan Quick, uh, Aiden Hill is going to be the guy right now. Vegas is playing really great hockey, and I, I, I like Vegas on this side, and I do like the under, and I think we might see it hit six and a half. But as soon as it hits there. I think it will be bought back down to six. Moving to the most important game, uh, just from one from a historic point of view, Connor McDavid has a chance to do something we haven't seen since like the early 1930s. He has a chance to do something that hasn't like there was a decade before the Second World War would start. That's how long it's been, and that is score have a multi-goal game for six consecutive games. It feels to me like it's all of our duty to try to manifest it and bet McDavid to score two goals or more. You can get it like around plus 320 in the Oilers-Jets game tonight. Uh, what are your thoughts for this contest? I think this one comes down to, remember when we were talking about uh, the idea of when we're handicapping, it's always nice to have the narrative, right? Like, it's always nice to have these stories, and at the end of the day, when we look at it, and uh, we just kind of talk ourselves into it. So these prices have come down significantly. If you're probably buying in on McDavid at anything less than minus 120 for a goal, you're probably minus EV. But in saying that, it's still nice to play. And it's at this situation, watching, we got to see Connor McDavid play. And this is a man who, I don't know, puck drop uh, in that game versus Toronto, handed it to like a veteran, no smile on his face, no nothing. <laughs> this, this guy, this guy is all business right now. And I'm sure he's well aware of it. And I mean, there's such a, I don't know, Pierre-Luc Dubois is probably not going to be in that. Connor Hellebuck has given up five goals in back-to-back games. Edmonton's coming off two great games. And, like, he scored two goals versus Boston and Toronto, who are both top four in goals against average. So it's not like he's just doing it versus willy-nilly opponents. He's done it versus some good teams. So I like it, but I think there's some other ways to do it. I have McDavid to score a goal at minus 120. Probably don't go lower than that. Uh, I believe it was producer Josh was talking about it in the last game. I think he talked about McDavid for a first goal. That can be had for plus 750 or a last goal plus 750. Those are also things. And I don't know, Edmonton, team total over three and a half at minus 125. Yeah, I'll take some of that too. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, 100%. I'm also seeing here on a FanDuel boost, Connor McDavid and Kyle Connor each to record two-plus points. Boosted from three to one to uh, from plus three hundred to plus three sixty. You know the Connor one. You might be uh, Kyle Connor. You might be um, sweating a little bit, but a Connor and Connor odds boost bet. I mean, again, this game is so many options. It's a fun one. Yeah, it certainly is, and that's why we're. It's kind of at seven. It's not at seven, six and a half. Most at most books, but probably will once everybody gets home from work and the betting public probably jump on this. 
and it is pretty much a game of the night. They'll probably push that to seven. But uh, I think Edmonton team total over three and a half is somewhere where better should be looking at. It's a lot better price than the Edmonton money line. That's at my, Edmonton money line minus 165. Team total over three and a half is minus 125. And in, 30, and in 29 of Edmonton's 33 wins, they've scored four or more. So it's pretty much a layup. If they're going to win, they're going to score four. From Covers.com, we're joined by Josh Ingles. And uh, Josh, uh, a little birdie, and by a little birdie, I mean my producer, uh, was saying you had some thoughts on the World Baseball Classic. It starts next Tuesday. Are you, are you looking at the uh, WBC for some, uh, some different sort of bets? Oh, I'm always looking at the WBC. Big fan of the, w, the World Baseball Softball Confederation. I believe that's who, <laughs> who runs these things. But uh, we've seen these numbers come down. It's, it's the top three. It's the Dominican Republic. We know how stacked there. United States, Japan. Uh, we're seeing all the numbers come down on those top three teams. So we're kind of losing value. But this is just a tournament that is just won by Japanese-style baseball. It's not the same as Americans, uh, uh, as Latin baseball, as North American baseball. It's not even close. And then after the group stage, if people are going to bet this, no that after the group stage, this is a one-and-done from quarterfinals to a finals. So you don't need a stacked pitching staff. You don't need a great bullpen. If you have Shohei Otani and you Darvish in there and some great arms and some very interesting mechanics that no one's picked up on, I mean, Japan just knows how to move runners. They know how to win games, and they don't need to win by seven runs to uh, come away with their third win in the WBC in what will be just the fifth competition. Always, always appreciate. Check out the man's work at Covers.com. As I always say, uh, it's the first place I go just to pick out little pieces of information if I'm debating between, uh, you know, just if it's a 50-50 bet in my head and I'm, i got to lean one way or the other. Follow him on Twitter at Covers underscore Josh. As always, thanks so much for joining the show today. Appreciate it, Maddie. Give uh, my regards to Kyle Dubas, and I appreciate he didn't interrupt my head. Yeah, no, I was talking with him, and, uh, you know, we were debating whether they should uh, trade for Crosby. I said, no, 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 don't worry about it. We got enough news here. So uh, he's not going to speak till 345, but he's going to join the show then, or we're going to pick up his press conference. I don't know if him and I will talk, but we have to figure that out. Thanks so much, Josh. Nashville extending Dante Fabro. Whoa. Read about it. Find out. Whoa. See you, Maddie. Whoa. There is our newsbreaker. We don't need LeBron. We don't need a Dreger. We got Josh Ingalls talking about a guy. I don't even really know who that was. Anyway, Josh Ingalls from Covers.com. Coming up on the other side of the show, we'll uh, get back. And uh, you know what? We haven't really played a ton of sound on, on, the, uh, on the program today. So, you know, maybe we'll hear uh, from this is a good clip from uh, Jeff O'Neill. He was on SportsCenter with Jay Onride yesterday, just talking about the philosophy of what the Maple Leafs are all about uh, over the last 24 hours. So we will do that in a moment. Wait a minute. Why are you doing that? What, what, what's coming up? What's going on? John Klingberg oh. has been traded to the Minnesota Wild from okay. the Anaheim Ducks. We'll find out more on the other side, but I wanted to get it in before break. Okay. A, 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 no, a name I know. All right. Ain't a name you can pronounce. John Klingberg. <laughs> on the move. <laughs> We'll get more about that next. 
seeing this tweet from Pierre Lebrun. John Klingberg has been traded to Minnesota. The Ducks got in just under the wire. So if anyone wants to place a bet on Anaheim to have the worst record in the NHL, now's the time. I'm so excited. It's been ages since we talked to Marty Baron. And he joins us via headset, via Trade Center. Uh, Marty, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes here. Anytime, anytime. I just add a couple minutes, although Mike Lane just walked by and he's like asking me if I'm busy. So oh. I think they may want me at some point, but he says I'm okay. So okay. I got time. Well, listen, here's, <laughs> here's the policy for today. The moment you got to go, just go goodbye cause and I will not at all be offended by it. Okay. So just, just letting you know there. I got plenty of time cause. So we're good. All right. All right. <laughs> let's start with this. Can you explain to people a little bit, uh, just what, it, what it's like there behind the scenes? I mean, we're watching it on TV. You know, and watching the panel and everyone, the newsbreakers and all of that. But what's it like behind the scenes there? Uh, well, behind the scenes has been pretty quiet this year because I am like trying to get from Darren Dreger and, you know, Pierre LeBron, Bob McKenzie, Chris Johnson, like, what's going on? What are you hearing so I can prepare? And there wasn't a lot going on. So I spent actually a lot of time in this new lounge that they've got. What? We've got a couple of couches, some big tables, massive screens so we can actually watch the show while we're eating or doing our, uh, our research or whatnot. But I have not spent a whole lot of time on the set this year um, because – there hasn't been a lot of movement, so yeah. I leave it to Duthie and his panel, but me and Noodle and Gino Retta on the goalie panel, I've kind of just been hanging around waiting to see what happens. All right, follow-up question on what you just said. What is the craft services like? What's the food spread situation this year? It started really well with a nice uh, breakfast sandwich with yep. some, uh, you know, like uh, basically uh, potatoes, and, uh, you know, it was really good. Uh, like breakfast potatoes type thing, yep. and then for lunch I had a nice pulled pork with some chips oh, and uh, coleslaw. It was actually pretty filling. Yeah, I, I feel like I could go uh, until tomorrow because uh, I won't need another meal. That was big. Nice. So they 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 uh, they paid you in food. Also coleslaw, underrated side dish. But we don't have time for that sort of debate right now. Um, <laughs> Marty, I, I'm curious. You know, the, 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 it wasn't going to be a big day for deals. But that's because of the last two weeks have been wild and crazy. I think for anyone to have expected some major movement is just unrealistic and also greedy. Yeah, and uh, everybody wants their team to make the big moves at the deadline. But we also know that not all deadline deals are good for the teams. A lot of the summer deals, the draft deals, I feel have a better impact and bigger impact on your franchise and your team. Uh, but just look at the East this year, right? Like the Leafs make the the, the O'Reilly deal, McCabe, uh, they, they brought in depth. It, it's great for the Leafs. You know, it's great for Boston that they went and got who they got in New Jersey uh, and, and everybody else in the Rangers. Man, like look at the Rangers. But at least two of those six teams that are at the top of the league in the Eastern Conference right now are not going to make it through the first round. At yep. least two of them. Yep. It could be more if there's an upset, and who knows with Pittsburgh and whoever else gets into the wild card could upset another team. So can you imagine that? Like you're really mortgaging like future assets, and you're swinging you know, for the Grand Slam, and you don't get out in the first round. Obviously, in Toronto... It's been a problem of late. So um, you make a big stand, and, and Cal Dubas dug his heels in this year and says, I am going to add depth, but that doesn't guarantee you out of the first round, and there's going to be some teams that are going to hate what they did at the deadline because it's not going to get them any further. 
By the way, someone writes in, vinegar slaw or creamy slaw, go to Loblaws and buy the brand St. Hubert. St. Hubert. Yes. Uh, yes. Sa- yes. Oh, my God. There's not that many St. Hubert's here. It's all Swiss LA. 100% agree. I am more of a creamy coleslaw guy than a vinegar one. Um, as for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and of course, uh, you know, former goalie, joined, we're joined by Marty Baron. When you look at the goaltending situation in Toronto, and everything is can be unpredictable, and a young guy can go on a hot streak, like, and, and the Leafs are a good defensive team. But how nervous should Leaf fans be about the goaltending situation going into the postseason? Well, the unknown, especially with Ilya Samsonov, for me, is the fact that he's only played in eight playoffs playoffs game in the NHL in his career. So it's always like, well, what does he look like if he's the go-to guy in the playoffs? I think he's done well this season. I think he's played good this season. His numbers back it up. Um, and, and I'm confident in his ability to play and, and be the number one goaltender for the Leafs. The Leafs are a really good team. But in the playoffs, it's a different story. Tampa. Boston. I mean, those are just two of the top teams in the division. And I'm like, okay, can Samsonov go in and steal your games just like Vasilevsky can do, Shesterkin can do it, Lena Solmar can do it? And, and, and it's a big question mark for me right now. So I have about a 7 out of 10 confidence of Samsonov's ability to be the number one goaltender with the Leafs. But it drops to about a 5 out of 10 when you think about the playoffs because he hasn't been in that situation much. And number two, he's not on the same level as the other goaltenders in the Eastern Conference, those top goalies, right? So I think it takes a step back when you start with the first game of the playoffs this year. My confidence level goes down a little. Yeah, it's sort of interesting. What the Leafs don't have is they don't have the hammer, like like a Vasilevsky, Shosturkin, but there's not many of them. Like when Murray was healthy, he played well. Um, Joseph Wall played well last night. Samsonov has been, I think, uh, over our expectations. Even Shulgren, um, you know, considering the ex- wherever you thought of him, uh, in, in, where he fits in the NHL world, I thought did a good job. They've got all these guys that are good, but there's none that we really fully trust. Yeah, so, um, look, I don't think Matt Murray is an option when I think of playoffs or playoff success. I think, obviously, the injuries, um, that leaves you with a question mark. And you can't trust that he will stay healthy if you were to have to go that way. And Joseph Wall played great last night. And, look, he's a really good up-and-coming goaltender. But uh, to put this kind of pressure in this market on a young goaltender that's an all-star in the AHL, but what is he going to be like in the NHL? That's a lot. So I, I think it's Samsonov or Bust. That's really what it is for the Leafs right now. And and you look around the league and you say, oh, well, maybe they could have gone and gotten another goaltender to help with the depth. Who else? Like, you're not going to go get John Gibson. I'm not a big John Gibson fan. That doesn't help you. Yeah. Uh, getting Jonathan Quick doesn't help you. I, I, there's nothing out there for the Leafs to say, well, we could have gone uh, after a goaltender. The, the, the decision was made last summer to go with Samsonov and Murray, and that is going to be the decision now for the rest of the year, and that's going to make or break the Leafs when they get to the playoffs. 
Marty, on the other side, uh, we're going to have Jennifer Hedger on. And it's funny, when I think of Hedger and Trade Center, I think of Marty Baron and just the uh, the the T-shirt cannon um, yep. controversy from many uh, years uh, many years ago, which was hilarious. There's and- a thirty for thirty on that <laughs> one, and it blames James Duthie for everything yes. because he upped the pressure on the T-shirt gun um, as he was passing it to me. He was really? throwing like little softballs into the crowd and then he gave it to me and it's a rocket that comes out of it. Wow. Okay, we're going to address that with Hedger on yes. the other side while also breaking down all the hot trades that have happened. Hey, listen, uh, really appreciate it. And, you know, we giggle about uh, about this day and how often there's not a lot of trades. But to me, my favorite thing with Trade Center is just, it's a great thing to have on in the background because it's a lot of smart people talking hockey, talking about what's going on today and previewing the playoffs. I- I'm wildly entertained, but I, I know for the producers and director and everyone behind the scenes, it's a tough one. No, it is a tough one, obviously. But we did have Bruce Boudreaux on the set today. Oh, so and I'll good. tell you this, he was so good, so entertaining. We were telling stories of the minor leagues and Hershey, Pennsylvania, and the Bears and whatnot. Um, and he actually told a funny story on the set about how he changed the Washington Capitals power play, the very first game he coached for them, and he told Ovechkin to be in the bumper. And I was the goalie with the Flyers that first game, who Backstrom, instead of going to Ovechkin, went to Green back door and I I got scored on. So because of me, Bruce Boudreaux has had a really good coaching career in the NHL. I love it. You're the one you're the one responsible for the Bruce Boudreaux success. Yeah, Bruce, there it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, great <laughs> intro. As he walks by me and he says, There you go, I heard that again. <laughs> I, I guess we should be worried if he walked by. I think because if he drops an F bomb, this will be on live radio. That's okay. Yeah. He's gonna get fine, not us. Yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> Marty, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Cause anytime. I love it. <laughs> Take care. That is Marty Baron. Uh, and they're, they're doing great work. And, and this is not just, yes, I am biased, but I, I, I know a lot of, you know, I know some of the producers and, uh, and one of the old directors who used to do the show forever. It is a bear. It is an animal doing Trade Center. Oh, so. Anytime you have to do a show for more than four hours, it's it's a lot of effort. And yeah. when it's a show that's built up as much as Trade Center, I can only imagine. Oh, yeah. There's, there's so many moving parts that go into it. Uh, yeah, Jennifer Hedger will join the uh, show on the other side. We'll see if she has any good stories as well about, uh, about Bruce Boudreaux. And uh, we'll just wrap up what today has been. And also, to me, I'll, I'll get back at it if you missed it. The, the number one story of Trade Deadline is the Boston Bruins, because every move that's been made has been done by every other team looking at that behemoth in Boston and trying to find a way to stop them. We'll do that in a moment. Gameplay on TSN 1050 is brought to you by FanDuel, but on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app, it is Hedger next. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay right here on TSN 1050. A reminder, we will hear from Kyle Dubas, the general manager of the Maple Leafs, but I bet you already knew that if you're listening to this station at 345. Joined in studio from SportsCenter, it is Jennifer Hedger. And Hedge, I want to apologize. I need to apologize. Okay. You came in here with one request. Yes. Can we please talk about Troy St- 
Betcher's impact on the Calgary Absolutely. Flames. Absolutely. The first thing I did when I walked in was I yes. said, please quiz me yeah. on all of the minor trades that yeah. were done today because I got a lot to get off my chest. And then you said you had four hot takes on the Sabres getting Austin Strand and what he's going to mean for the third pairing, but I'm not going to do it. I actually, I'm not going to do it. I actually thought you were going to drop that Zahono guy because I think I have four different pronunciations for oh. his last name, actually. It wasn't four different takes. Yeah. It was four different pronunciations. If you were listening earlier, uh, Radam Zahorna. Zahorna, yes. I'm going to go with Zahorna. I think the worst one for Zahorna. And that's the hot. Uh, that's the this hot. Is, exit this is how it is when you work. When you work trade deadline. When yeah. you work trade center. You know, you get in there. We've all been up since the crack of ASS this mm-hmm. morning, and we knew it was going to be a slow day down there. Yeah. and it was a slow day down there. But honestly, I feel like today kind of has evolved into our own sort of like hockey day in Canada. Yeah, and that today is the day where we sit down. We. State of the Union, State of the Canadian teams, who's going to the playoffs, who needs this, what do they need, what coach is getting fired, how would we like to see the playoff seating changed? It's just kind of hockey day with some of the best minds in the game, sort of just kibitzing it out, and we got lots of time to talk about it. You know what you got to do? The, you know the issue with today is? Wow. It's the branding. We got to get rid of the word trade center right. and just call it and just call it like something what it is. There are unrealistic expectations that yeah. there would be trades yeah. on a day like today. We well, need to change it. Exactly. Yes, because the last two weeks have seen so much great movement. There's been so many headlines. Mm-hmm. Today is is you're right. It's just hey, it's 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 NHL playoff preview show. Absolutely. For seven hours with you know uh, with uh, videos and Bruce Boudreaux and T-shirt guns and that's what today is. I will say part of I mean there's lots of cool things with this job but last night I was watching Overdrive mm-hmm. and I see Brucey saddle up yep. and talk about how he was going to be on Trade Center today mm-hmm. and I'm like oh my god I get to go into work tomorrow and hang out with Bruce Boudreaux all day yeah that's a good day at work that's a damn good day yeah, at work and it has been a really good day at work he's he's hilarious and just I mean being as a hockey fan, because that's what we all are, first and foremost, our sports fans, as a fan, to be able to sit in a room all day and just hear stories between Mike Johnson and Gord Miller and Gino Retta and Dave Poulin and Craig Button just shooting the shooting the breeze all day long. It's awesome. Like it's literally like it's like hockey fantasy camp mm-hmm. without the skates down there right now. So it's great. And we're just kind of flies on the wall and the craft table gets Demolish. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Is there, uh, how much shame goes on around the craft service? Because especially like desserts and pastries, do you see some people grabbing something hoping no one notices? Well, it gets, people get way less healthy as the day goes on. So like (laughs) breakfast this morning, everyone's going for the fruit bowls and the yogurt parfaits. Oh no, I couldn't possibly have the pancakes and bacon breakfast, right? And then you get into lunch and you still see a few Greek salads floating around, the odd chicken souvlaki bowl. But by about now, the chocolate bars are out in full effect. You're mainlining M&M's. Ma- exactly. Yeah. There, and there is, there's a lot of bad decisions being made down there. <laughs> um, but, you know, by this point in the day, everyone's just trying to stay awake. And, yeah. and, and there's lots of caffeine and chocolate happening. It's, it's, it's a great day. I love it. Just, you know, both of us have worked in media for so long. So I appreciate everything that goes on behind the scenes. Uh, the producers, the director, just it's uh, James Duffy, the amount of work he does. And, you know what? I don't think he's as good as everybody says. Oh, no, no, no. He's the number one. He's like 17. <laughs> 
No, no, no. He's he's seventeen. I'm like, they're like he's somewhere around whoever is the muffin refiller. Right, right. He's sort and of like him. He's, he's the muffin man. He said he's the muffin man. Yeah. Often been said. Um, actually, can you take us through a little bit? The you are part of the bad for Bedard video. Yes. You're part of the uh, the the happy for Connor. That's right. Bad for Bedard. Yeah. How did winning is easy, but losing is hard. That's all I got. That's how, that was did a damn good job. Thank you. What was the uh, the process behind it? Like I don't know if you can tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes of that video. The process is James Duthie emails you mm-hmm. one morning and says, Hey, is there a chance that you could come in like just a little bit early tonight? It'll take like five minutes. We just need you to do such a thing. lie. Yeah, nothing takes five minutes. Shoot a quick thing, it'll be really fast. There's a couple of there's some costumes if you guys want to if you don't, it's fine. Just you know. Oh, and by the way, he goes, I'm not gonna be there. Oh yeah, he's like on vacation. He he's out with those, there. those Turks and Caicos exactly. places. Exactly, he he's at. over in Turks getting yeah. his getting grapes fed to him. Yeah. And so Tess, uh, Lindsay, and I show up. Uh, Bob McKenzie also showing up. Wow, with his cowbell. Yeah, and the four of us are in the studio going, okay, what are we supposed to do? And then Lester comes in. Yeah, and he unrolls. You know. 8,000 words we need to memorize. And oh, by the way, you guys got to harmonize over here. And we'd like you to put on the fur coats. And so literally three and a half hours later, we rolled. No, I'm just kidding. It took, it took about an hour. Yeah. Um, but it's, we, we didn't, we hadn't, didn't know what it was going to be because everybody taped their part separately. Right. Because as you saw, there was, you know, so many people involved in that. So people were taping it separately and it was kind of a secret of how it was going to go around. But uh, he's a talented guy, that James Duthie. There's a lot of a lot of interesting ideas that float through his head, and we only get to see the ones that get green lit. Yes, exactly. Imagine the ones that don't get green lit. And also to James, next time, it was blueberry. It was a blueberry muffin that I wanted. Yeah. In terms of just sports talk. Yeah. Um, I, I was saying at the top of the show, all the madness the last couple of weeks in the NHL, all the trades, mm-hmm. this is all a direct result of the Boston Bruins. Right. And just how bleeping good they are. Where, you know, and like New Jersey gets Timo, the Rangers go get a couple guys, uh, the Leafs with Ryan O'Reilly, uh, the Lightning give up a ton of draft picks for Janot, and, and then stupid Boston goes and improves. But I look at this Bruins team as, I mean, this is one of the biggest juggernaut teams I've seen. In, in ages, and I feel that what we've seen the last two weeks is a direct result of every other GM going, wait a minute, we got to beat those guys? Mm-hmm. Then they get angry at the Pacific Division, right. and uh, maybe we should change the whole playoffs. But that's kind of how I feel what the last two weeks has been is because of Boston. Absolutely, and that's why we've had so much of this arms race in the East, right? Because the West hasn't really been doing a whole lot. They're the lazy river. They I are. compare going to the playoffs in the West, you're, you're <laughs> just a lazy river. You got your beer and a coffee cup, you know, because you're not allowed to take booze when you're on the lazy river no and nobody just, ever does that no one ever does that oh you should see my setup in the lazy river i've got i got the floaty mm-hmm. got the bluetooth speaker yes. on the floaty to have my own music pumping around the river and the beverages on yeah. top of the floaty anyway sorry i digress no 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 oh okay now i'm going to digress and we're going to get back to the to the bruins and all that i was uh, staying at the western harbor for the uh, last couple days okay and so by the hot tub i always take the giant uh, coffee mug like the yeti mug yeah and i fill it with wine but what I do is I hold it with two hands and I blow on it to make it simulate like it's hot coffee in there when really it's Chardonnay. You're the guy at the Western Harbor Castle public hot tub yeah. drinking wine yes. out of a Yeti hot- coffee cup. Wow. Yeah. 
You were alone there, though, weren't you? Girlfriend was there for part oh, of it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because I don't think you had to worry about anybody wondering what you're drinking out of that when you're yeah. usually the only guy in the yeah. public hot tub at the Westin, if you're in the hot tub at the Westin. I have no problem at all. I, I, I felt good. Even by myself, I felt a little odd, but thankfully there weren't people around. How was your skin a day after that? I, I was in it today at <laughs> 11 o'clock rashy? this morning. I was in it at 11 o'clock this morning. No, no, it was at the light as in hot water. Okay, okay, we got to get back to sports for a quick second. Um, the Bruins. The Bruins, yeah. Just, I mean, the difference in the West and the East, and you kind of mentioned it about when just talking hockey, how much better would it be the NHL if they said, okay, uh, no divisions, no conferences, let's see your records. Oh, you're the 16th best team. Yeah. You're taking on Boston, and we just we just seed it like that. The 1-16, to 16, I think you've got... You, it would change a lot because we actually did this on the on deadline this afternoon and they showed what it would be like if they did 1v8, 2v7. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't change a lot from yeah. where it is right now. In fact, in the East, it wouldn't change anything. Yeah, Tampa, but, Toronto. We, exactly. But 1v16, everything changes. And for somebody who cheers for the Toronto Maple Leafs, absolutely, I'd like to see that. As you've seen the last few years, you go up against Tampa, lose against Tampa every year the defending Stanley Cup champs. And if you get past them, who do you have around the the the, uh, the corner? You yeah. got your Boston Bruins, you got your Carolina Hurricanes, like yeah, it would it'd be nice to see a little bit more evening out of that, but every year is different, right? The West has been the West has been best the last few years. Yeah. Um so I don't know. I guess you got to be the beat the best to be the best and all that business blah blah blah. But for a team that can't make it out of the first round of the playoffs, it would be nice to be able to play a doormat first time through to get your feet wet. You, you, you would, I mean, you look at how the, the eighth place team in the West is going to take on Vegas. It probably, might be the Kraken. Right. You can make an argument the Kraken have a better chance of playing in more playoff games than the Maple Leafs. Yes. Because Leafs are going to face Vasilevsky and the Kraken are going to face whoever's healthy in yeah. net for the Golden Knights. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it, and it, all, it really depends on who you cheer for. Yeah. Right? It depends who your of team course. is. Of course. We're all hypocrites. Absolutely. We all have our biases, our agendas. Absolutely. And if Toronto gets through the first round of the playoffs, if Toronto stomps Tampa, um, which, you know, these are dreams we're talking about right now, yeah. then we'll be like, well, this is a great system. Of course this is how it should work. So, speaking of hockey, I did get an email to let your viewers know. Uh, all GTHAL and EYHL hockey games for tonight. Canceled. Canceled because of the yeah. snow. Did you already announce that? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. But when you said that, I was like, oh, it must be because of the yeah, snow. Yeah, because of the snow. Yeah. And guess who's supposed to be flying somewhere warm tomorrow morning? Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, good that's luck. That's right. Oh, good that's luck. That's right. Mom gets one warm, oh. sunny trip. Listen, hopefully it's just 20 extra minutes of de-icing. Yeah. And then you fly Because you know it's here. always like that. Whenever they're like, we're just going to be delayed a couple minutes, it's yeah. never longer than that, Matt. It's always what they say. Thoughts and prayers on your travel Thank tomorrow. Thank you. Hedger, always appreciate. Thank you so much for doing Thanks, the show Maddie. today. Thanks, Thanks for everybody for tuning in today on Trade Deadline. Hell yes. We got Kyle Dubas coming up on the other side. He'll react to the Horner, whoever that player is. I apologize. I, I don't remember right now. We'll do that right after Traffic, which is brought to you by JanPro, Canada's leader in commercial cleaning and disinfection services. Trust the professionals at JanPro. Visit them today at janpro.ca. Time now for Traffic.